0: What's up? It's your girl here, Maya Sanita, and welcome to the Refine Nation Station. Hey, listen, my mission is to inspire others as they are refined in Christ. Stay tuned. Let's have a great time. Yeah. What's up, Refine Nationers? Welcome back to the Refine Nation Station, the podcast. In our season four, and today we're welcoming a pretty special guest onto the show. She and her husband, Apostle Howard Harrison, are pastors of the Gathering Place of Orlando. She is a prophetess who has started a global prayer movement called Cry Out. She is also an entrepreneur, as well as she has studied as a mental health counselor. So let's go ahead and continue in this season series entitled Refined Life. And without further ado, please welcome prophetess shauna d harrison our topic today the narcissistic bride but first here's our trivia question of the week where were the disciples when they fell asleep while jesus was praying Hmm. was it a the garden of gethsemane b the garden of eden c golgotha Or D, the heavenly garden. But before we get into the details of season four, The Refined Life, go ahead and follow the podcast and be sure to share it with a friend or two. Also, be sure to rate the podcast as we want to go ahead and continue telling the world about Jesus. Thanks, as we go ahead and get started. And welcome back, Refinationers. If you answered A, the garden of Gethsemane, go ahead and celebrate because you are correct. If not, hey. The more you know. (laughs) I am super excited today because we have on this very program uh, somebody who's very special to me. And I am so excited to have a chance to talk to her. Her name is Shauna D. Harrison. She is the founder of the Cry Out Movement. She has a girlfriend and a girlfriend. She does lots of things that we are really going to get into today. She is a mother. She's a wife, as she always says. She has eight children, four adopted, four biological. And I'm super excited just to be able to chat with her and talk about just some prophetic things, some prayer things, and whatever else we discuss. But Refined Nationers, please give a warm welcome to Shauna D d harrison hey 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 everybody how
1: are you so glad to be on with you maya so excited this is gonna be a blast
0: listen i'm so excited to actually have you on i mean it took us a little while just to get this together but here we are and we are going to really just enjoy ourselves talk uh just about the prophetic. I know that's a hot topic nowadays, and everybody has something to say about being a prophet or being prophetic or prayer or even Christianity, really. People are really just starting to talk about more and more. So we're going to get into some topics, and I am hoping that we are able to answer some questions to some of the refinationers that maybe they've been thinking about and concerning prayer and whatever else that we talk about. So just to kind of get us started here, can you tell us a little bit about why you began the Cry Out
1: movement? Oh, wow. (laughs) cry out. So this is, you know, and and I've shared this so many times, but I was in prayer and it seems like so many things are born out of prayer for me, but I was in prayer and I heard the Lord say, cry out literally. That's what I heard. I heard him say cry out. And um, this is about, I want to say eight years ago. So many things happened um, during that time in my life. And I remember just pressing into that and asking God, okay, so cry out. And so I, I started to do little hashtags here and there, you know, cry out, cry out. I began just asking God, what is it supposed to be? I even thought about the different types of things I would be doing with cry out. And at that point in time, I remember I was uh, heavily involved in doing strip church, which was going to the strip club. And I knew that cry out was supposed to be, you know, I knew that it was supposed to be connected to sort of like abolition, you know, just sort of maybe grassroots evangelism where it was connected abortion and maybe a little bit mm-hmm. strip club, you know, ministering in the strip club. I didn't know that it was connected heavily to prayer though. And so that's kind of how, you know, it first
0: started. Yeah. I think that is interesting because of the fact that a lot of people maybe misconstrued what uh, evangelism even entails. And mm-hmm. like prayer actually is something that, man, people need prayer. So if you're out and about on the streets and you maybe see somebody, maybe they're homeless or in need of whatever that, you know, maybe they need prayer. So it's interesting, like you said, that you would go to like the strip clubs and you were going out and about to help others. And it's like, man, it wasn't the first thing. But I think that's so interesting how it all worked out, how it all tied together in regards to uh just the whole cry out movement and that now looking at it i don't know how many years you've been doing it but like like i've been around it for quite a while. And so, just to see like the um, evolving of it and to see how it's just blossoming more and more each day, and how prayer actually is one of the main things that kind of glues it to all together. You know, you still have the different entities and you're still doing some of those other um, things that will help others and bring people really just closer to Jesus Christ uh, as a result of the prayer. It's just interesting to see how it all is working out. Like, you know, it started out as, hey, we're just going to go and Help somebody in need, but then oh, oh, we're gonna start evangelizing, tell people about Jesus. But oh, we're gonna get up, like tell us a little bit about when you wake up. Like we have you have it in the mornings as well. What's the prayer in the morning?
1: Okay, so cry out uh prayer in the morning. So there's a cry out prophetic prayer broadcast that I've been doing now for it's been two years. I'm like, wow, has it been it's been two years? So Mm. it started um in the middle of COVID. And uh, again, you know, going through a turbulent time in my life. And I found that those are probably the times when I hear God speaking the loudest it seems. And it may be because, you know, those are times when I'm pressing in the hardest, you know, but knew that I Mm -hmm. needed to get online. I knew that I needed to get online before then, but there were so many things that were just pulling me every, every which way, you know, doing this and doing that and doing this. Well, Mm -hmm. In the middle of COVID, I finally decided, you know what? I really need to get on. I really need to minister to people. I really need to to get get this going. Okay, God, what is this going to look like? Cry out. Cry out. This is what I want you to Mm -hmm. do. Cry out. And in the Hebrew, that word literally, there are a couple of different meanings for that word. But the one that I draw from is Zawak. And it is Mm -hmm. Z-A-A-K or Z-A-A-Q. Okay. Okay. And it literally means to cry out, get online. This is what I heard from God. Get online. Teach people to come and just be drawn to me, but also to chase after me, to run after me. You know, one of the things that I know that COVID was, was an opportunity for everybody to get closer to the heart of God, to kind of go shut away and just sort of have that, that upper room moment or days upon days and to just press into the heart of God. And that's when cry out was born online, cry out the prophetic prayer broadcast. Wow. And so, you know, um, we've come on, we were on at 5am, but now we're on at 8am. And it literally is just teaching people how to press in, right. um, crying out for the, for the, for the land crying out, whatever's on the heart of God, whatever God is speaking in that moment prophetically, whatever God is speaking in that week, sometimes it doesn't change. Sometimes I'm not hearing anything from God. Mm -hmm. And so we just pray, Mm -hmm. you know, command the day. I'm not always hearing something from God. And so we get on, we pray, decrees, prophetic decrees, prophetic declarations. Uh, pushing people closer to the heart of God, closer to the fire and, um, you know, getting closer to Abba, whatever's on the heart of God, the father. And this is about watchmen. This is about the prophetic intercessor. This is about the prophetic warrior. This is about, it's even about those who feel like, you know what? I want to pray, but I don't really know how I don't really, you know, I have a desire to, but I'm not really, you know, I can't do it like that. Well, it's okay. Come on, get online. We're going to teach you how to pray. We're going to press into God. We're going to press into the spirit. We're going to press into the presence. And you can even open up your own chapter in the city or state, in the nation where you are. That's just getting off the ground, but it's a possibility for you to do that and to be trained in prayer.
0: I really think it's fascinating that you have started like a broadcast daily. It really has encouraged me in many ways whenever I tune into it. Yeah,
1: You know what? I'm so glad it's been encouraging you, Maya. (laughs) So when you come on at 8 a.m., what you're going to experience is, you know, first of all, a greeting, a warm welcome. I love for everyone to just come in and say, hi, come in and let me know that you're there. We get on and we just begin to, first of all, give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. I like to make sure, because I realize that there are people on all walks of life, different levels of spirituality, um, and different types of Christianity even. So I like to really set the precedence that we have the authority to decree and declare and. To Establish life um, and not death in our lives. That God is the one, Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly, John 10 11. But that Proverbs 18, where we can speak life and death. So we decree and we are able to declare what the word of God has already said. And so people are going to walk right into that. They're going to mm, walk right, right into, right, okay, right. so I've got the authority to do this. This isn't manifesting. No, it's not manifesting. It's not reaching out into the universe and telling the universe what you want. It's not, you know, looking over there in somebody's backyard or in somebody's marriage and saying, I want that woman or I want that husband. That's the car I want and coveting what they want and drawing it to you. That's demonic. That's not what we do. And so people are going to come on and they're going to hear us decreeing and declaring what God has already said in Scripture um, is ours and for us through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And that is a little bit of what they're going to um, walk in on.
0: Wow. I love that. I think that what you were saying also in regards to like manifestation and, you know, things that a lot of people are starting to incorporate as far as new age is concerned. I think it's just good just to have somebody who actually has a foundation to go off of in regards to what prayer looks like so that we're not those that are, bringing mixture into a situation or bringing mixture into our prayer times or mixture into being a Christian even because I think what happens is a lot of times we say to ourselves, you know, there's as if we speak a thing, it'll come to pass. And Although the Bible talks about speaking a thing, I, I think there's a difference between speaking the word of God and then speaking and boasting in ourselves. Come and on. so I think that's the main thing, right, Then in between New Age and also uh, being a Christian. We to proclaim the word of God and speak the word of God and declare the word of God out of our mouths, not so much uh, declaring it, uh, declaring our own word out of our mouths so that we can have a thing. And I think that's just where a lot of people just mix up, you know, the whole, um, what it means to you know, quote unquote manifest or whatever. It's just, it's just something that I think we just need a lot of clarity on.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, we we went through this whole season in the church of name it and claim it. And mm-hmm. I think that there was a whole lot of confusion with what that meant to everybody. And, you know, even though there was scripture connected to, to calling things out, calling things as though they already w- were, you know, just kind of w- mm-hmm. doing what God did. And that whole okay, so can I grab onto this? Can I, I'm claiming my house. I'm claiming my car. Where do we stop? So there was a whole lot of confusion with that. We went through that whole season and the church fighting, 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 fighting about what's what, what's Mm -hmm. what what's right and what isn't right. But scripture clearly says that we're supposed to speak life over ourselves. And we are in the habit of speaking death. And the best way to speak life over ourselves is to look at scripture and to see what God has already said about us. And so that's
0: what we do. Absolutely. I was recently speaking to a friend and we were talking about how in this day and age, uh, this generation probably is the least Bible reading generation that has been in a very long time where we don't really read the Bible like we used to. We'll run to YouTube and grab a, a word off of YouTube or or run to Facebook and, and grab a word off of Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or whatever the case, you know, whoever's live next is who we look to. But we less and less take opportunity just to sit quietly and uh just dive into the word of God. That word of God is life. And as we begin to read it, I think that we'll find a lot of answers that we're just searching for on social media that we're searching for on Google, you know, that we're searching for in our friends and family even. I think that a lot of times we just kind of miss out on the opportunity to spend with God just by reading of our word, and we spend more time with uh, a lot of televangelists, as they say, or a lot of uh, YouTube social media prophets, as they say. We'll spend time with those people, um, whether they, whether that person on the other side who is actually doing the broadcast or whoever or whatever the case may be, whether they know it or not, we're mm-hmm. spending our time looking for answers within somebody else, and I think it's just a, a point where we need to get back to having a relationship with God and, and and actually reading our word. And it brings me, it gets me thinking like that is kind of what cry out is about, you know, where we just take time to cry out to using the word of God and crying out, saying this is who God has called me to be. And yes, God has placed this word in my mouth. And now I'm going to use it to be able to say who I am in Christ, to be able to remind God of what he said, because a lot of times we, we're just like out here saying, look, I just need a new car, I need a house, I need this, and if I say this every day it's like five steps to being able to uh, have what I need, if I use this and it's just an I, I, I mentality like it's all about me right now let me just say what I can do, what is it that I say, because what I say goes, and meanwhile it's like bro, we were created in the image of God, you forgot that part (laughs) like we were created in the image of God, we did not get here on our own no matter what any philosopher says, there was a process and God was involved because we forget, you know, so many times just out here, just saying whatever and taking a selfie and putting yourself on there, bro, like you are totally missing what's actually supposed to happen. Why in the world will we put so much trust in ourselves when we've never done this before? Uh-huh. There is an entire like uh, a, a God that can help us through the process, who created us and put us here and already Ooh. knows what the process is. It's like, why would we put ourself in charge of the situation unnecessarily? Yes. <laughs> if we can just get back to God, in a situation and get back to God when we're hurting or get back to God when we don't know what those next steps are and allow him and, and Holy Spirit to be the one to guide us, man, first of all, there's a relief off of your shoulders. You don't have to worry about that, you know, because his yoke is easy, his burden is light. but it's also that whole like me mentality that we wouldn't have to worry about anymore.
1: Yes. 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 And I'm so glad you said that all of that, because what I found is this is the thing about this whole, all of everything that you said. And I love the fact that one of the things that God said cry out has to be, and you know, it's a lot to be able to do that, but it's necessary is Mm -hmm. equipping. And because I walk with a prophetic mantle, I have the, the seat of the prophet. Equipping is so crucial. It's so, so crucial because I can easily get people and I do, you know, get people as I'm telling them, okay, this is how we're praying and this is what we're doing. And um I'm challenging you to read the word. I'm challenging you to do that. They're, they're asking the questions. Well, mm-hmm. is it okay to to do yoga and is it okay to meditate, um, you know, and blank out my mind, you know, the way Eastern meditation does and sort of, you know, Draw myself to the universe in that way and make myself one with the universe. Well, that that's all the same as manifesting. Mm-hmm. All of that just kind of goes all together. And so I'm so glad that you brought it up because a part of cry out is, and a huge part is equipping. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a prophetic prayer movement, but it's prophetic. And as a prophet, that's what I do. I equip. Yeah. You know, and so in any prophet, I mean, that's what the that's what the fivefold mm-hmm. is. You know, the apostle, the prophet, teacher. Pastor equipping Mm -hmm. and so equipping, and I think that that is a huge part of what the body of Christ may be missing not all across the board, but a lot of arenas we're missing that part that equipping where we're teaching, teaching, Mm -hmm. teaching, teaching, and sort of leading by example as well. You know, um, that whole discipleship, all of that, you know,
0: you are so on point, so very much so. I think that, um, If we as a body of Christ can get back to remembering that part, the equipping part, I think that we would have a lot more success Mm -hmm. as far as um, bringing more people into Christ. Because I think that um, entitlement has become strong in the church where people like have decided that because they are a pastor, prophet, teacher, whatever the case, evangelist, there is this Mm -hmm. um, almost like a territorial type. Well, this is what I do. And it's never really about that where Uh those specific titles were actually in place so that it can, you guys, or we all can be servants of the Lord. We can be used to bring and draw people Uh into Christ. But that territorial um thing that right. happens with a lot of Christians at a lot of churches it kind of it mm. kind of makes us weaker there's no teamwork and mm. one thing I'm learning as I continue to grow in Christ as we all are growing in Christ is that teamwork really does make the dream work and and we are all one body and yeah. if the hand is doing something crazy or 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 for instance if my leg is not working the way it's intended to work I may be able to limp right. to a place but I'm not able right. to get there fast enough and in the same way if, um, let's just say, if an evangelist is so caught up in who they are supposed to be, that they're actually slowing down the progress of what the body is supposed to be doing, then what, what's the case? I was laughing yesterday because a friend of mine has sent me some information just in regards to uh, someone saying something that was not current. And and they just knew that that mm-hmm. the information that they passed along to my friend, they just knew that that, that was something that was a now word. But I was like, yo, we're so far behind. It's just, sent, I, I literally sent her like that. Y'all know that Jeff wow. meme of um, like the Kevin Hart's, like she's not ready. Like, yo, the bride is just not ready. We are so far behind because we think that we are so current wow. and we're just not, we're behind where we're supposed to be. Wow. And if we as a body of Christ can wow. begin to build up one another and make sure, for example, the body, make sure your leg is strong build up your body so that we are strong and that we can prepare to run faster than we've ever run before as a body of Christ. So I kind of think that's something that I think is important in this day and in this season, as we continue to move forward, that we continue to move forward as a team and not so much as um, individuals. When I think about that, like, are we moving in an AI mentality? Like, is this an AI mentality where you can just specific something out? We're not taking time to Actually, right. work as one unit and deciding to move more on our own.
1: Right, Maya. We could sit right here all day long. Yeah, <laughs> we could sit right here all day long with that with that piece right there because it's huge. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely huge. It's huge, and I don't, I don't, I don't even think that we've realized how big that is. You know, because it's 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 a me focus. Right. It's a self mm-hmm. focus. It's it's a it's a vanity focus. Bible speaks about that in the last days. Men are become gonna become lovers of okay. selves. It's all about loving ourselves, not in the way that Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself, but it's about it's loving myself and who I am, and it's a flesh mm-hmm. love, you know, where, like you said, it's just me, me, me. I'm an individual, and this is what I do, and this is how I do it. That's all yeah. flesh. It's all flesh. We could literally sit here all day with what you just delivered. That is so good mm. because when we're, and it's narcissists, it's a narcissist thought mm. process. Everybody's talking about so being a narcissist. The, has
0: the church become more of a it's narcissist all over the place. community? Right. I mean, that are pretty. It's all over the place. Is the bride now a narcissist?
1: But this person's a narcissist. Not everybody's a narcissist. Right. We're looking for narcissists, you know, characteristics mm-hmm. in everybody. I mean, so much so that I'm like, wait a minute. Well, they do that, but maybe I do this, or you know. And then I hear that there, you know, there are levels to this whole narcissist thing, because I'm like, okay, well, I've done that and I've done that, and and I think what it boils down to is that everybody's looking for some sort of identity. They're looking for answers, and all of the answers are in the word, first of all. But this whole thought process of me, 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 it is literally a Jezebelic spirit that is on steroids. That's the way I see it, because it's all about me. It's about what I'm going to get, how I'm going to manipulate the process, how I'm going to manipulate things to to move in my favor. And it's a really, really scary type of thing that we've Mm got to be very careful about, especially as leaders in the body, as fivefold, whether you're not fivefold, you can be an elder, you can be, you know, an usher, you can be a a greeter, you can be whatever whatever it is that you may be. We've got to be very, very careful about moving into that. And sitting with that mm-hmm. me, this is what I do. Like you said, this is who I am, you know? Okay, I'm a part of the body, but, you know, as we know, we've got, and it's always talked about, we've got musicians, we've got uh, prophets who don't even have a pastor, mm-hmm. who don't even have a church home for whatever reason. Sometimes yeah. it's church, Sometimes it's, you know, um, you know, they've been put out, they don't feel comfortable, but for mm-hmm. all of these reasons, these are all reasons that we've got to come back together and just love on everybody and get yeah. healed. It all comes back to that. Get healed. We can't function. I can't function without the eye. The eye can't function without the ear. You know, all of the different things. And move away from... It's narcissistic to me.
0: Hold Refine Refinationers. We're definitely going to have to do a part two to this. Go ahead and set your notifications to tune back in as we continue this particular series episode entitled The Narcissist Bride. Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to part Two. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, or follow for more upcoming content. You can find Refine Nation Station on any podcast platform where you listen to your audio podcast. Also, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, now is always a good time. Romans 10 and 9 says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And as always, Jesus loves you. And guess what? I do too. Be blessed.